0: Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Well, Welcome, friends, to another episode of Let Go, Lean In podcast. I'm so excited to get to introduce you to a fellow coach. Her name is Brittany Couch, and she's going to share with us today about her leadership journey and what she's doing in the world these days. And to kind of, you know, like most of our conversations do, we'll probably add some extra things in. So Brittany, thank you so much for taking time today to be a part of this and and just welcome. Thanks, Lisa. I'm excited to be here with you. Yay. You know, we, 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 talked a bit ahead of time. As most of you know, I I do that with the the wonderful women that have been guests so far. And we realized we've only seen each other in person maybe one or two times in all these years that we've known of one another. So it's kind of fun to get to see each other face to face and, and to have this conversation that now you all get to listen into. And I want to begin by reading Brittany's bio because you're going to... Really want to get to know her when you hear the journey. I love how she's presented this. So here we go. Brittany is a certified life coach with a passion for helping women embrace their leadership role at work, home, and most importantly, in their personal life. She knows what it's like to feel uncertain, unsettled, and unsure. And she also knows it doesn't always have to be that way. Like many women, Brittany wears a lot of hats. She is a wife, a mother of two college kids, and a business owner. Her career began as an interior designer in the Bay Area. After having two children, she moved to the central coast of California and opened a retail furniture store. This gave her the opportunity to learn about running and growing a small business. It was a fantastic experience, but when the real estate market crashed in 2008, she had to make the difficult decision to close the store. Soon after, she was presented with an opportunity to manage a nonprofit thrift store for her children's school. It was an opportunity to learn new skills and overcome the challenges of bringing change to an existing business. In this role, Brittany focused on building efficient processes and improving team dynamics. It was here where she learned what it means to not just manage people, but work toward creating an environment and culture that allows people to thrive. It was also a time when she began to feel uncertain, unsettled, and powerless to move from where she was to where she wanted to be. That's a discussion all by itself. This feeling sparked a journey of discovery for Brittany, and she decided to enroll in a 10-month coaching training program through the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching one of the top global organizations and accredited by ICF. Once completing the coursework and a hundred hours of practical coaching experience and passing a written and oral exam, she became a certified professional coach. In 2017, Brittany launched her coaching business. On a personal note, Brittany and her husband recently moved from a simple home to six acres in San Luis Obispo, California. Big dreams and plans are in the making. Some of them include a small urban farm, hosting retreats, and remodeling a guest house to use as a vacation rental. Airbnb in the future. Today, as a professional coach, she has the honor of working with people who want to feel more confident, tackle their goals, learn to solve their own problems, and discover that you can really create a life you love. Now that sounds like somebody I want to get to know better. So again, welcome, Brittany. I'm excited to have you get to share with the listening audience for Let Go Lean In podcast. Thank you lots of questions come up for me in the story of your life but as as i try to guard people's time and, and both as the listening audience and and you as a as a kind guest i want to kind of stick to our format and then we'll have to have more conversations to unpack some of the stories behind that but that i do see the benefit and power of story and which is why the first question that i always ask my guests is can you you think of an early awareness of leadership in your life and and in, you can please share that story i think it would be lovely to hear yeah um
1: leadership has always been a part of my life um but when you ask the question of um, when i first had the awareness where i viewed myself as a leader yeah such an interesting question because you're not asking when others um, saw me as a leader, but when I right. actually saw myself as a leader. So I would say that it was probably when I hired my first employee.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, and I thought to myself, I now have a responsibility here to lead a person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, and I was really intentional at that point, having a business, having, em- having an employee, about who I wanted to be as um, a boss and a leader. Yeah. Um, and then I think it probably happened again when I had my first child. Um, when I became a mother. Yeah. And it was a different responsibility of, of how to lead how I wanted to lead my kids. Gotcha. But I think also on a meta level, it was probably junior high. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, where I was, I was on leadership for ASB. I was an athlete. I was a team captain. Um, I was leading. Yeah. And I definitely would say that my family had a big part in that as well. My parents always told us that we were leaders.
0: Ah, okay. So early influence back to what you said about how people see you as a leader. And when did you feel that leadership role? Yeah, that's, I, I love that distinction. And the support and opportunities that you had early on that Mm -hmm. I think is, is key for women, especially to Mm -hmm. be able to develop their leadership qualities, but also to start to see and think of themselves as a leader. So that's, that's awesome. So when you, um, said at a meta level, you can go back that far in time. Is there, is there a time either on a team experience or in ASB where you kind of had this awareness? Oh, people are listening to what I have to say. Was there anything like that? <laughs> you know,
1: Lisa, when I, there wasn't, it was just part of like who I was like, of course, I always had people following me, (laughs) and and I was always leading people, but it it wasn't intentional. And I think that you know maybe in a we can kind of talk a little bit about this, but that awareness of it and that intentional leadership, um, just wasn't there. It was just who I was, Mm -hmm. which is really a beautiful thing. But at the same time, um, I didn't realize the responsibility of, of leadership. Right. Um, it wasn't that conscious awareness
0: of really choosing who I wanted to be. I was just being who I was. Yeah. Which is
1: the difference.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's a, a big difference of innate qualities and developed qualities. And, and I think if if there's a a purpose in what I hope to do with conversations like this, is to help people see themselves in their innate qualities, but also that you can develop those qualities intentionally. So that's, I love that you made that distinction. In, In my leadership studies, because I got my master's in organizational leadership, a lot of different styles of leadership exist.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: i landed on a transformational leadership focus because that's the one where you are intentional about learning skills and different practices and growing and changing yeah and, and for me that's that's the kind of leadership not only that I apply to myself, but that I want to give to others so they can develop their potential. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly what you were talking about as as a leader having your first employee. So Mm -hmm. what, what did you do at that time that made you feel more like a leader now that you had an employee? I read a ton of books. <laughs> okay. I wanted
1: to know like what the best leaders were doing, what they weren't doing. Um, I, I loved Simon Sinek's book, um, "Leaders Eat Last." Yeah. That was such. That was really an impactful, and that was actually later on. Um, um I don't. I don't. I'm trying to remember when he wrote that that, that book. Maybe like 2000. 14, 13, 15, something around there, I think. So this was pre, this was, you know, a good 10-ish years or earlier, but, but that was all, I was always really interested in like a humble type of leadership. Um, and so I just, I listened to, I listened to podcasts, I, I read books, um, you know, Zig Ziglar kind of stuff like way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to, yeah, I just devoured all of that. I just really wanted to be intentional and mm. conscious of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to lead
0: people. Yeah. That's so good. That intentionality, you know, circles back again and, and reading what other leaders have written, you know, that's, there's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is called Read to Lead and, and Jeff Brown is the, the host of that. And he is always interviewing leaders who have written books about leadership or business or, you know, those kinds of things. And his tagline is uh readers, no, leaders read and readers lead. So the fact that you have, you know, included that as how you were intentional is really great. And by the way, it was 2014. I had to quietly Google. So you looked at it oh great Simon oh, said explore. Yeah. yeah so you had it right you knew the the time frame and stuff and and Simon has done such great work in helping people recognize how to be intentional and and purposeful in the way that they are with teams of people I think it's it's so helpful you talked about mm-hmm. you know that humble leadership you know, servant leadership is a style of mm-hmm. leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's a great one, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, leaders eat last is one of those kinds of things. You make sure that your people have what they need. And speaking of having what you need, I, I think, you know, knowing that you read a lot and things like that, is there a particular tool that you implement now that you think would be beneficial to the listeners to know about? yeah.
1: Well, when I was thinking about our conversation as well, I think that, like, I think defining the word leadership is really important Mm. Um, because so many words today, people have different thoughts about those words and what a leader is. Um, So I think of leadership as how one interacts with everyone, including themselves. Oh, nice. So in that sentence and in that definition, my view of leadership, um, I can, you can maybe assume or see that I really believe that everyone is a leader and everyone has that, that capability. I think it just looks different. So it's really how you interact with others and yourself. Yeah. That's my definition of leadership. Um, so I don't I no longer think, and I and I want to sh- shift that perspective also in other people as leaders, only being business owners or CEOs or politicians, right? <clears throat> but they're also parents, therapists, sports coaches, solopreneurs, yep. <laughs> you know, like us authors. Um, it's everyone who interacts with people on a regular basis is a leader. Yeah. So, and in other words, everyone, um, is a leader either by choice or default, right? Yeah. And I think that's where that awareness or consciousness comes about, um, how you want to lead or you're not, or you, or you don't think about how you want to lead. Right. So either way, you're still leading. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so when you, when you think about that definition, and and recognize that everyone is a leader how how do we help people develop those you know that practice of being intentional how do we help them develop the skills and even awareness of not only themselves as a leader but that there are Natural ways of leading, and then there are systems ways of leading. How, how, what kind of tools can we use? Right. So, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> circling back to
1: your question, what yeah. tools do you use? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'd say that I did, I haven't used these forever. There's something again we've kind of been talking about is like the evolution of our lives, right? So, we were, I was a certain leader. An unconscious leader when I was actually leading as a junior (laughs) hire in ASB. And, um, and then I became more of a conscious leader as I chose how I wanted to show up. Not that it was perfect, but that um, I was trying things. And so the tool, then when I, when I went to, uh, when I got certified as a coach, one of the things that was so interesting that I really um, learned was this tool of curiosity. Mm. and a tool of asking questions. Absolutely. And so I think to answer some of the questions that you just asked, <laughs> to kind of circle back around that, how, how can we help inspire people to see their leadership in their own lives when maybe they don't see themselves as leaders?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then what tools can we use? You don't have to be a coach. We just have, we've just have the training, right, on um, how to ask really good questions, but you can learn, anyone can learn how to ask really good questions and have a curio- have a mind of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so I would say the, the tool that I now use in leadership is curiosity.
0: I love that. I love that. I, in fact, a very famous leadership author, Jim Collins, yeah. just was, I was listening to a recent... I'm sorry. He's amazing. Yes. Yeah. He's totally amazing. And and I just listened to Brene Brown's interview with our conversation with him about um, B2.0, which is Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0, which is, has been um, recently released. But he was talking about his number one trait is curiosity. Oh, so, my goodness. For you to say that, and and I haven't gone to his website, but they talked about this that he has a, an animated um, monkey because Curious George is his <laughs> like his favorite avatar kind of thing, and so on his yeah. website he has a little monkey that crawls up the side of the page, and <laughs> so, so that was a fun. Uh, Podcast to listen to if you if you haven't. But the mm-hmm. fact that you're talking about curiosity as a tool that helps you in leadership, and then is a tool that other people can develop,
1: mm-hmm.
0: asking good questions, practicing, you know, the wonder. It's like, huh, I wonder what is making them respond that way when this situation comes up, and mm-hmm. so then finding out, asking questions. I love that curiosity. What a great tool. It's yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, you're more engaging with your people right. when when you're curious. And don't we all love to talk about ourselves? So if you're curious <laughs> about somebody else, then, then you're inviting them to, to open up. Yeah. Um, which is something that then, you know, gives each person more comfortability and yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's excellent. I yeah.
1: That. Yeah. I, I mean, if you really think about it and, and maybe just be something that someone has not ever heard before, what it means to be curious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if you do think about it, curiosity opens your mind and your heart for more experiences and learning. Yeah. You know, you're not coming into a situation, you know, in leadership, like if you have a team that you're leading. Um, or maybe it's even in your family, you know, where you're trying to understand your children (laughs) as teenagers, like that can be really difficult and why they're doing something rather than coming in there with judgment, or you shouldn't be doing this or, or do it this way. How many managers have we had in our lives bosses, who just tell us how to do something, but what it feels like to have to be curious about something, it just connects that mind and that heart. For a deeper experience with somebody where you can actually learn about them. Right. So what mom doesn't want to have a great experience with their kids yeah? and learn about them. And so I've learned that curiosity creates a space for people to feel heard and Mm -hmm. to connect. Oh, yeah. And if you can imagine, I mean, even in our conversation right now, you know, looking at you and just being curious about the things that are happening in your life and, and feeling heard, feeling connected to each other, we can, you know, imagine what that feels like and the opportunities that that creates Mm
0: -hmm. to
1: find solutions to problems that we're looking for or see something different than we didn't have the opportunity to see before because we weren't in that state of curiosity. We were in that state of fixing something or. Right.
0: So I, I can't tell you the number of times that I use that word when I'm with a client, you know, it makes me curious what, what's, what's behind that statement, you know, or I wonder Mm-hmm. And, and so you know th- this is a tool that you and I in our profession have learned to develop, but it's not a tool that is only for coaching. and I love that that you've brought that to to so much benefit for parents, for for people in the workplace with with teammates, um, you know, neighbors it doesn't matter where because you're you're making an invitational, To get to know someone in Mm -hmm. a way where they feel safe, they feel known, heard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just, I wonder what, I wonder, there I go. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it would be like if we all developed a little more curiosity and were a little less prescriptive. I mean, that. You're gonna have me thinking about this for a while, Brittany. I love it. I Love it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna to have to research who else is writing besides Jen Collins. Who? That's that's enough. That's a good place to start about being yeah, curious and, and how that can help us in our leadership spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it also then you know kind of leads me to my you know program next question, but in a very different way because if we were more curious with one another, I wonder how it would impact every individual in the way that they could thrive, right? It's like, wow, that applying that tool could potentially unlock a lot of things for people, which mm-hmm. is really good. But I do always love to know, what what is your definition of thriving? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So my definition of thriving is being who you know yourself to be <clears throat> and accepting and embracing who God created you to be. Nice. Yeah, I think that that's thri- yeah, that's thriving to me. Yeah. That's And then it's manifested. It gets, I mean, that it can look like any I mean, it can look like a whole bunch of different things um, you know, what actually thriving is for, for a person, right? So the brain, sur- the brain surgeon <laughs> who loves brain surgery, right. And the brain the complexity of that and, and healing people that's, they could be thriving. That is not my thriving.
0: I don't like blood. <laughs> <laughs> it so. gives me the willies to think about, you know, the skull <laughs> being opened up and there's oh. the brain, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Totally, oh. but to know who,
1: know yourself is thriving and then to accept and embrace that person to me, that's, yeah. But I would also say that thriving, like on another level of that, I really believe that to truly thrive has service at, at its core. Mm. That I really, I believe the truth that it's better to give than to receive, you know, that truth. Um, right. And so I think really once you know who you are and being and to be that person actually be that person to accept that person and embrace that person um then it allows you to add value to serve other people and that's thriving to me
0: that's so good i love that it's not tied to accomplishments I mean, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but Mm -hmm. everything that you have shared in this conversation does not surprise me that your definition of thriving is, is not just about you and what Mm -hmm. you achieve. It's about who you are with others, inviting them and caring for them. That's so, that's so good. That's awesome. I I am speaking of, uh, you know, inviting and caring and serving, you are very generously offering an opportunity Mm. for the listeners to find out more about themselves. You have, I'm going to read it because I want to make sure I say it correctly, that being able to identify the five essential steps of living the life you love. Doesn't that sound amazing? Mm. I mean, yeah. And only five steps. I like that too. And a 30-minute complimentary coaching call to look at that. So when you finish listening to this, go over to Let Go Lean In Podcast, and you will find the link to this opportunity that Brittany is offering the listeners, you, the listening audience. And that's such a, a generous serving, living out what you just said about thriving. So I appreciate that. And I know other people will appreciate that too. And we're going to have to get together again, because Pre this recorded conversation, what you all don't know is that we were really geeking out about assessments, mm-hmm. and it, it's a big thing in my life, as as you listening people know. So Brittany's going to be back at another time, and we're going to talk about the assessment she's developed and talk about more about why that is a valuable thing to to have data about yourself. So I'm excited for our future conversation. And I'm so grateful for the time that you were able to share with us today here and excited for people to be able to connect with you. So again, for those of you that are listening, all the ways to get in touch with Brittany Couch will be on the website with the link to this um, recorded episode. So again, Brittany, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and leadership experience. Now I'm going to be curious for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad
1: that I imparted that. Lisa, it was so much fun chatting with you. I really appreciate um, you and what you're doing for women and people. Um, it, your real
0: pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks so much for taking time to be with me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and leave a review. I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but honestly, your actions on iTunes are the best way other leaders like yourself will find this podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know what you learned or what you'd like to learn next. I want to invite you to visit lisalewiscoaching.com and sign up for my newsletter where you'll receive just two emails a month with tips and tools on how to further get in your life. Thanks again.